Charlotte Soccer Show, Danny Brams. It's a huge day in the QC. You know what we can do, Danny Brams? It's time, John. What are we going to do? We can officially retire the interim <laughs> tag. Wow. The DocuSign has been <laughs> submitted. All parties have yep. electronically signed yep. the document. Click to initial here. Exactly. That's what it's all about. And we're here at Devil's Logic to Ooh. celebrate. We got a manager. We no longer have an interim manager. We have a manager. It's an exciting day. Before we get into all that, the first thing I want to do is give a shout out to Devil's Logic. This has been on my list for months to do a show here. Right. We've been trying to come here for a while. We're on the rooftop. A fantastic view of Wait. Uptown Charlotte. <laughs> Let me set the scene a little bit. I'm watching... We're sitting on the rooftop of Devil's Logic in the shadow of Memorial Stadium, one of the independents play. And we're watching the downtown skyline, the uptown skyline, however you want to call it. And there's just planes flying across. There's people traveling in and out. We see planes taking off, planes landing. And it just, like, Charlotte is, is a Charlotte is a soccer city, but Charlotte's just a great city. And I, I've been here for 10 years. Charlotte's a, tr- a bit of a transplant city. A lot of people are, that live here are not from here. But you know what? When I travel around, when, the next time I go abroad, and travel to Europe or Mexico or wherever, I'm gonna tell people I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina, because I just, I love the city. I feel never more at home than I have before. Tonight really kind of seals the deal, and we have a manager. We have fucking Christian Latanzio, let's go. Not only do we have a manager, we've got some some good beers <laughs> out here tonight. Okay. We're doing fantastic. Oh, no, well, we're good. doing absolutely fine. I did not realize you were. <laughs> Cheers, what's your name? I'm Mike. Mike, Mike. Well, welcome to the show. This is the Charlotte yeah, Soccer Shout out to Mike. Show. We were just giving Devil's Logic yeah, a, lot of, a lot of credit because of your support of soccer in the city. Your Great. support of the independence awesome. is fantastic. And we've been waiting to do a show here for a while. It's with the Charlotte Soccer Show. And we go around town, we go to different breweries, and we talk about the independence in both Charlotte FC and talk about how this city's a budding soccer city. Well, besides that, we've got the best beer in town. <laughs> and we just reopened our kitchen. So we've got some fantastic food coming. So I, I've started with a pretzel, so I've already dabbled a little well, bit. And the place, and it's a Wednesday, and the place is bumping tonight. It is. A lot of people yeah. here on a Wednesday. Yeah, that's because yeah. our beer is the best in Charlotte. I mean, I'm sorry, but I've got, the, I've got, we the, have the best beer. In Charlotte. I've got the Cliffs of Mower. It is, it's fantastic. That's fantastic. That's what I make our beer cheese out of. Actually. Oh. Right. I'm drinking the uh, Dueling Symphonies, which is what I drink when I get off work, actually. I don't know if I is that a, is that a backhanded compliment? Or no, 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 that's me saying that's what I relax to. Cheers, I, I feel relaxed. That's, that's what I want. One or two beers. That's what I drink. When I want to drink, I drink that. Smart man. Cheers. That makes sense. That's exactly how Can we I are. Do you like yeah. another? You got another beer right there. Yeah. yeah, I already have my second well, one. Also, full disclosure. I mean, no, we, we doing we, a podcast. Yeah, we appreciate you. Yeah, right. we do. Yeah. Thank My you so much. Mike, I'm the new you're now, you're now you, part Mike. of the podcast, Mike. Thank Absolutely. you very much. Freaking love <laughs> you. Can say, say you, can, else. you can say fuck on this podcast. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> I was about to say I have to fucking move me, so. You're absolutely exactly. Don't worry about it. You got Let it, Mike. know what I can do for you. You got it. Shout, right. out, shout out to Mike. Shout out to Steve, our bartender. Right. Shout out to Faith, our bartender as well, right. hanging out with us. By the way, that wasn't planned. Oh, yeah, faith, hope, and charity. I mean, for Mike <laughs> to swing by like that, he apologized and tried to duck out uh, and give us an edit point, and we said, "No, Mike, get in the damn episode. You're in. Like, we live it. It's this. Is, you just got a firsthand view of not behind the scenes, in front of the scenes at the Charlotte Soccer Show. That's what we do." I, I said what I was drinking. You heard what we were drinking, and listen, we haven't done our beers of the season yet, but it's coming. It, it's coming, and. The reason why we're holding off is because we're still finding new beer. It feels like a holiday episode. The beers of the season is like a holiday type episode for sure. We're not quite to the holidays yet. The, the Christmas episode of the Charlotte Soccer Show is going to wow. be epic. Uh, I Maybe, mean, ho, ho, ho. It, it might not be as good as the Ted Lasso Christmas episode, which, by the way, if you don't have that queued up for Christmas this year, that's on you. I mean, yeah, we'll be watching that one on repeat at the Bramlin household. So now that you've set the scene, now that you've met our new friend Mike... Let's talk about our old friend, Christian Latanzia. Oh, wow. And his new contract. It's a two-year deal with an option for the third year. Let's not, let's not talk about whether Christian Latanzio is the long-term solution, somebody that can be here for, for a long time. What we want to do, Danny Brams, is we want to talk about the future being now. The future is now. Latanzio is like, he's already doing things different than the norm. He's bringing this squad back for more training and a friendly this weekend. We're at, Charlotte FC has a game this weekend. I don't, I don't know if you knew that. It's a match day on Saturday. 
against St. Louis uh, FCSC United FC, whatever they call themselves <laughs> out there in St. Louis. They're sending their uh, MLS Next Pro team to come scrimmage us in a kind, closed doors friendly. I got a story about that. We got more to talk about, but remind me to tell you the story about the scrimmage because I actually have a little story to tell. Okay, there's a match this week, and it's a match week. A new story, a, a recent story. It's not a match week for the independents. We talked about them last week on the show. Um, they Hell fell uh, and and didn't get the job done against South Georgia, the Tormenta. It, a tough match. Lack of composure. It was it was a complete di- uh, dissolution of composure in the early second half on that one. They went into halftime with a lead from a beautiful Gabby Oberton goal. Expect expect nothing less. Obviously, I'm sure that surprises you zero percent that. Overton scored a beautiful goal yeah. in a playoff match, but the problem was that they allowed a, they got a, I forget the order almost, I think they got an equalizer, uh, some guy named, some British guy named Sterling, it was not Raheem Sterling, but he was looking like Raheem Sterling for the Tormenta, he had an equalizing goal, then he drew a red card on another, he was like dragged down on a scoring opportunity for a dog so red card. And then uh, that didn't lead to a goal. But then later in the match, it was one-one, and he they had a penalty, and Sterling scored the penalty. So like Sterling basically beat the Independents by himself. So good luck, Tormenta. You're on to the next round. Uh, Things end short for the Independents, but hey, postseason representation for Charlotte is a soccer city. Uh, We we love it. Now the relationship between Charlotte FC and the Independents is going to change. Because of <laughs> yeah. MLS next, it's going to change big time. And, and for I think sure. that that's a big time topic for another episode. But I well, but, well, I believe one of our not to give too much away, but one of our TFO's questions is a, a, along those lines. So we might give some early thoughts on that a little later. Yeah, we're going to answer all your questions. Thanks for stepping up. <clears throat> we threw out the bat signal this morning that we were doing an episode, and it turned out to be a, a, a massively busy news day. I'm just thankful we didn't decide to record the episode on Monday or Tuesday this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, exactly. we waited until. Wednesday and <clears throat> well, it was like a thing where like we knew it was coming eventually right it's like this is not a surprise it's just uh, it, what's novel about it is the timing well we didn't know it was coming today but we knew it was coming eventually it was and it, <clears throat> I'm glad that it came today because on the last episode I said if the, the contract <laughs> wasn't signed by the time we do this next episode I'm gonna you know be a little ticked off and and it came down to about 12 hours. And, Clearly people and, were listening on Mint Street. And they finally got it done. So uh, there, there's a ton to talk about. Just wanted to give it the independence that shout out. And Devil's Logic especially, I'm glad that I got to tell Mike that, the new general manager here, because Amazing. the way this brewery has stepped up and provided sponsorship for the independence, yeah, they're right down the street, but that's how you connect with the community. Right. And this is as busy as we've ever seen, Devil's Logic. We've been here a few times not recording, but just to hang out. And so... It's, it's usually kind of dead, I'll be honest with you. And it's actually really hopping right now it's, it's a great, on a Wednesday night. It's a great place to be on a Wednesday night as, as the sun It must be that new general manager. Starts to fall uh, behind the city of Uptown as we are here on the... You know, you know what I thought about on our last episode when we said we really didn't do any shows on the east side of Charlotte? I was like, well, technically Elizabeth is east. Right. Of, I, of when Uptown. you look at the map, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I agree. So we've been here a bunch. We're not in the far east, but it's all good. I mean... It just—it's beautiful out. The sun is setting. There's towers in the in the horizon. People are moving about. What I've seen—we I've, saw some first dates downtown downstairs. We saw people getting together after work downstairs. Yeah. We saw bartenders connecting with customers. It was just like—I I don't know, like. I don't want to make too much of it, but like, what a night! <laughs> it's an amazing night. It's just it's an amazing a great night. night. Yeah. And and being that this brewery is 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 near Big Ben, is near Elizabeth. Is, is is you listen to the show, you know what we do. We go to Elizabeth, we hop on the Gold Line, <laughs> yeah. we drive it in, we, we get a ride into the city, we walk down the Hooligans, we go to Match Day. We might have to make Devil's Logic a new stop on the trail next year. They need to add the gold line over here. <laughs> Extend well, the gold line to walk. Devil's it's Logic. Not, come on, Rams. You can walk a couple blocks. You can walk. I can take a few blocks. steps for sure. So, listen, we're not going to act like on this episode that Christian Latanzio signing this contract is this breaking news that we haven't discussed. But I think it's important to get your thoughts regarding first and foremost his squad, 
his impact on the squad, the players that he rates, and what this team looks like tactically under him in the next six months. Okay, so today is like, so if the last month and a half or so has been like the the high school athlete hanging out with a girl and like, you know, hooking up at parties, you know, when everyone was not uh, paying attention, Today's the day that that, that that guy gave that girl the letter jacket, you know? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we made it official, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Let's go. I mean, Latanzio's in there. He's the, he's the guy. We dropped the interim tag with great ceremony and aplomb. And it's like his vision has already been in place, though, is the thing. Like, Christian and Zoran working together so far has been a, a pretty decent thing. I mean, they found, they found and sealed the deal on Melanda. They brought in Nuno Santos, who is, like, at some point I want to do an episode on, like, who is Nuno Santos. Like, like he can be anything. He's a blank slate still, like, with some of the stuff he's shown. He scored a goal. He had a, uh, a poor performance. He had a great performance. You know, like, we still don't know what he's bringing, but, like, we're excited about it. So, like, that's testament to what Zorn and Christian did in, in a short window. I believe it was a mistake. I'm not going to back down from the fact that I think it was a mistake to wait till deadline day to make all the signings. If those were the guys you wanted, just go get them. You know, have some confidence in your scouting to just, like, go get guys early in the window, obviously. That's somewhere I think we can improve. But I'm excited to see what they do in the winter, and I'm really excited to see what the future holds in terms of new signings. Like, I know it's a big priority. Many people have said around the organization that David Tepper is prepared to spend, including... Zoran Karenina today in his press conference. That was part of the news release, right? That the club is interested in bringing four or five new squad players into the team to create competition. This is what Christian Latanzio wants, by the way. Yeah. And I think intensity, that, depth, I, I think the competition, fact, and training. I, I think the fact that it was mentioned today <clears throat> proves my point throughout this process that Christian Latanzio was very, very pertinent about taking this job and what he wants out of it right right he, he was saying that i'm right. going to sign this contract if you right. tell me right. this that may yeah and so, and today it was said so there's no it's not a coincidence that the ability to spend and the ambition to spend was part of today's press conference because latunzio wouldn't have signed the contract without that ambition yes he said it after the the nycfc loss um, or the Red Bulls lost. The Red Bulls lost. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what? You know what pisses yeah. me off about NYCFC and Red Bulls? <laughs> Everything. No. <laughs> Is that like I don't ever know who's playing who because they just like share six different stadiums. <laughs> right, right. NYCFC like, playing at Red Bull Stadium yeah, half the time. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Sometimes they're in Queens. You yeah. Know, Sometimes they're in North Jersey. Knows. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, it's so yeah. confusing those NYC franchises. We, the mafia needs to just like become soccer fans and build an, uh, an all-purpose soccer stadium in Manhattan for sure. There's room for it, and there's enough money in New York City to get it done. But who knows whether that will happen or not. So, again, we know that Christian Latanzio has an unbelievable right. connection to Andy Rams with his, with his squad, with his players. My question to you is, the diehard Charlotte FC fan base, right? Christian Latanzio has a connection with them. But does Christian Latanzio have a connection with a casual soccer fan in Charlotte? I think early on it was very uh, okay and reasonable to question that. But what's come lately, if you look at the last few weeks of the season and the weeks since the season ended and the commitment to the project and the the idea of like building something here, it, it, you can't question it anymore. I think it was okay to question earlier. You can't question it anymore. And I, I throw a quote at you because – we, what, what, what do we love about Latanzio's predecessor, MAR? We loved his connection to the fans in the city. In, in the face of all the negatives that people will bring up, it was the connection that mattered. So Le, Christian Latanzio has brought the connection. He, he is, it took a while, but he's made the connection. And the quote is, I've said it before. Although we didn't hear it before, but we're hearing it now. I've said it before. Charlotte FC is a special place, not only in Major League Soccer, but around the world of football and for for a show that has like when we launched one of the very first things we said is the goal is get to CONCACAF Champions League win CONCACAF Champions League go to the World Club League and play against Barcelona like the world of football resonates with me like to the idea that 
Latanzio wants to turn Charlotte FC into a global brand is fucking amazing. It's won me over because I have no loyalty to MLS, and and, <laughs> and Christian Latanzio doesn't either. We have loyalty to Charlotte FC and, and the and the crest. And while yes, MLS the is, is the league that we play in. I'm not going to be going around town chanting MLS, MLS. No, I could give two fucks about any other MLS club. All I care about is Charlotte FC's ambitions, Charlotte FC's play on the field, and their desire to win and play Mm -hmm. aggressively. And I think what we saw at the end of the year was when Christian Latanzio wanted to flip the switch, when he wanted to play front foot balls to the wall soccer, the the players responded to him. And I think that now is the identity of this club. MAR had the ability to connect with the fan base, and create buzz around this club. And that was probably his greatest strength. His biggest weakness was creating that connection amongst his actual squad. And with CL, the reverse actually happened. He's going, yeah. He created that connection with the squad first, and now he's going to the for the yeah. connection with the fan base, which yeah. is probably the right way to go about it. We, we need to raise your salary on this show after that point, because that, that is... The best summation of the whole situation that I've heard in this entire whole process. So, uh, shout out to you for that. Cheers to you. Cheers to to you as well, and cheers to our tremendous friend of the show. Hey, listen, we know it's a big news day. We might have some new listeners uh, to the podcast, including uh, the beautiful Faith here at Devil's Logic. Right, we we picked up a subscriber (laughs) within the last hour. Wonderful, and and thank you for that, Faith. So, if, if you are new to the show... We appreciate you being here. You can follow us on Twitter. Share it. Share it with one friend. At For The Crown Baby. Share the show. Send them the podcast link. If, right. if you know someone that's into soccer, that wants to get into soccer, right. that wants to understand how this club operates within the city, here's the deal. Danny Brams, we're not just two, two guys sitting around drinking beer who don't know how this business works. Danny works for ESPN. I work for The Athletic. We've been in this business for a long time. We do this as our passion project after work for the fans for the supporters of this club because that's what we are as well so this is a place you want to be the charlotte fc the charlotte soccer show independent podcast in the city because we're going to shoot you straight at all times and that's the best part about this podcast i mean we just raise your salary again on the charlotte soccer show because that was a beautiful sale Beautiful pitch. It's not hard to raise my salary (laughs) compared to what it is is now. You go from zero to one, you're doing pretty good (laughs) for sure. But uh, no, I I agree wholeheartedly. I hope that we're picking up some new listeners. The numbers have been strong in the offseason. You know, the the Charlotte FC is done playing matches, but Charlotte FC fans are not done engaging with content about the club, and that's amazing to see. There's a buzz, and it was it was discussed. On the athletic soccer show, my day job with Felipe Cardenas, Copa with Felipe, Lloyd Sam, uh, the great analyst for Charlotte FC, who we're such huge fans of. Talk about being able to cut through and connect with the fan base. He's done exactly that. The way he describes the beautiful game is is perfect. And in speaking with Copa, you can find that interview on the athletic soccer show after you're finished listening to this podcast, of course. You can hear him talk about was there a was there a difference in mindset when Christian Latanzio took over as head coach? Like, could you see it in the building? And the phrase that he, the word that he used it was a phrase, but I just want to single out one word, and it was belief. And what belief turns into is confidence. Confidence is so important on the soccer pitch. You have to be comfortable in making a difficult pass. You have to be comfortable in receiving the ball and maintaining possession. Without that confidence, without that belief, you're in, you're incapable out there. So to, to know that Christian Latanzio is giving players belief in themselves, I, I think that the sky is the limit for this club in year two. And we're witnessing an MLS Cup now. Danny Brams, a squad that was in Charlotte FC's position last year, who is now in a conference semifinal. A conference final. A conference final, yeah. MLS Cup semifinal. Austin FC, Verde, baby. Like, you know I have a soft spot for Austin FC. They beat us this year, which pissed me off, but I can never hate Austin FC because Austin is my roots. Austin is where I come from. I gave a glowing tribute to the city of Charlotte earlier in this episode, and I meant every word of it. But I'll always have a, a, a piece of my heart will always belong in Austin, Texas as well. And I love to see them doing well. I dream of the day that Charlotte and Austin is the MLS Cup final. That would just be probably one of the best days of my life. So 
Yeah, I, and <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, man. I mean, it, it's, I brought this it, up for a reason, right? Yeah, it's because I, I want to talk about expectations. Well, it makes me think when I hear you say that, I'm like, what's Italian for Ted Lasso? You know, I mean, belief. <laughs> you know, the word belief being the key word. I'm like, let's go. You know, like be. You know, <laughs> can can Charlotte FC be in Austin's position next season? Can this club be in a conference, the Eastern Conference Final? Can right. this club be on the verge of an MLS Cup berth? And if you're new to MLS, let me just say, I mean, Austin was an expansion team last year that finished a few points off of the wooden spoon. They were the, they lost their last few games of the season. They had a horrible record, and they were just everyone was ruling them out. They were picked to finish last again at the start of the season. But what, what did they do? They defied expectations. That's what Charlotte FC can do as well. My expectations heading into next year are sky high. And Mine too, yeah. They can't defy my expectations. So my, I expect MLS Cup next year. You know, I always do. Especially at this point in the offseason, early. I'm also looking forward to the U.S. Open campaign, which will happen next year as well. Always the cup. Always the cup. <laughs> I mean, well, I have a feeling we'll be saying that when we've forgotten who the hell MAR even was, we'll still be saying always the cup for sure. And then there's a new competition next year for this club as well. Another TIFOs question. I, I, we'll, we'll save that for the, the TIFOs have raised that question as well. So we're going to get into that. We're going to answer your questions. Uh, we're going to get some more beer here at Devil's Logic. Do I, as <laughs> I don't know if I need any more beer. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Well, that, an afternoon at Hooligans watching Champions League will do that to you, Danny Brams. Which, by the way, it was a great Champions League slate this afternoon. A couple questionable VAR decisions at the end of, of the two most exciting matches. Now, I don't know what that says about the actual product. Because if you go listen back, and, and this is actually a point that I want to make right here now as we're bringing it up, because I, I don't think there's really much else to talk about in the Champions League besides Barcelona being completely irrelevant. Yeah, Chabby should have subbed himself in. <laughs> We've talked about the Champions League group stages being a little bit of a downer. Not a lot of action, not a lot of interest. And all of a sudden, the interest in this week's penultimate group stage matches come down to VAR decisions? Yeah. Is that what this game is supposed to be about? It reminds me of NFL football, about officiating controversy. That's not what we want in soccer. All I will say is that when even the people that hate your, your biggest rivals are admitting you got hard done by on the VAR, then you know you got hard done by. And, I, I, and you know what? I... I, I want Spurs to lose every single match they play, and yet I got to say that was a goal, brother. I got to say that was a goal by Harry Big Dumbface Kane. What can I say? <laughs> uh, the legend Harry Kane uh, going to go down as one of the, the, the top goal scorers in Premier League history, and he thought he had one uh, at the end of a Champions League match today, but it was right. taken away by the automated uh, uh, offside assistance. If I can, what is it called? Let me let me. I, I texted you the actual if, phrase. If I can remove myself from the fandom aspect of it, of being an Arsenal fan and always cheering against Tottenham, if I can just take a neutral soccer observer's kind of appreciation of the situation, to watch the joy on Harry Kane's face when he scored that goal as he was running, as he was like peeling away to run towards his bench and celebrate with his teammates. That was like what soccer is all about to me. It was like the last minute goal, the equalizer, the winner, the just the the drama. I I, I as a Tottenham hater, I appreciated it, and it was it was unfortunate to see it wiped away. I gotta say, the, the phrase I was looking for that the computer that made the decision on that play is called the quote semi-automated offside technology. Are we playing FIFA fucking 2023 here or what? Well, my, my only computers question is... Are, computers are ruling out goals now? My only question is, is like, if it's semi-automated... <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. What's right. the other half? Right, right, exactly. Exactly. That begs the question, indeed. Charlotte Soccer Show, John Hayes, Danny Brams. You can follow me on Twitter at John Hayes on Air. You can follow Danny as well at Danny Brams. Don't do it. It's a boring follow. Just give him a follow. He's a nice guy. Before we get another beer, I'm going to get another beer anyway. Got to. This Cliffs of Mower, a, a beautiful Irish dark beer, which, by the way, I've been to the Cliffs of Mower, a beautiful place on the southwest coast of Ireland. You haven't been there? I might be going, actually, next spring. Not to break news on the podcast, but I got an Ireland trip in the works. We're going to come back with another segment, and we're going to do that next.
Charlotte Soccer Show, we're back. It's a big day for a number of reasons, Danny Brams. Christian Latanzio was not the only person that signed a contract today. <laughs> we re-upped, baby. Let's go. Season tickets secured for next season, huh? So I was a, I was I, I wouldn't call myself a fence sitter. I'm not I wasn't necessarily sitting on the fence as I would say, as I've said earlier today, I was always gonna sign up to re-up my season tickets, but the deadline was October 31st, so I was just kind of sitting on things, obviously. So while I was waiting, John, I had an early day watching some Champions League soccer this afternoon at, at Hooligans, the, the soccer soul of the city in Charlotte, the That's place where all marches should originate from, hopefully next year. And the most ironic part about that is that we've been preaching that for a while, and it, it literally happened on the final <laughs> match yeah, day. Yeah, That's, that, that would be a bonus Patreon episode for sure, how we made the march from uh, French Quarter happen by sheer willpower. Uh, you had you definitely have to sign up for that one, but regardless, so I was at I was you know the point of the matter is I was a little toasty. I was a little toasty already. I had a couple of pops watching the Champions League, then I made my way over to Devil's Logic, waiting for you to show up after work, and I was like, hey, as I'm waiting, as I'm on my four-ish beer of the day, let's call it. Who's counting? <laughs> Who's counting? Yeah, exactly. We can make up numbers here. I get a call. I get a call from Roxy. Roxanne? <laughs> you don't have to put on the red light. She was calling you for that green light, baby. <laughs> yeah. Roxanne called for the green light. She, Roxy from the Charlotte soccer office called me. But listen to how much I love this show. Listen to how quick on my feet I was and how I spun this to, the, to hopefully the benefit of the show. So... Roxy calls me. She's like, hey, we're trying to, you know, the party, we're trying to keep the party going. We're already looking at 2023, you know. She's giving me all this, the cell lines that, you know, they've got a binder full of script that they have to, like, read to these people. And it was like, Roxy, you don't know who you're talking to. Like, I, I'm in. It's okay. You don't have to sell me. I got a robocall from Andre Shinyashiki last week, you know. It's like, it's fine. I'm going to re-up. I'm just... I'm looking at the calendar. I'm checking my paycheck schedule. I'm seeing when I want to make that commitment, right? So, Roxy, then she's talking. And I said, I said, Roxy, you don't know who you're talking to, but let me tell you something. You just lucked into a great opportunity. <laughs> I said, Roxy, you are talking to the host of the Charlotte Soccer Show. Probably the best podcast about Charlotte FC in, in the space. I, you know, I was bragging this up. And, I, you know. You were confident. You were I giving off a vibe. I was confident. I was giving a I'm, She's trying to sell me. I'm trying to sell her. Right? <laughs> you know, exactly. Tables are turned, exactly. Roxy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, Roxy calls, and I'm telling her, hey, you just lucked into an amazing opportunity. I was like, look, I will re-up my tickets, but I need to know something first. Roxy, if, I was like, I'm going to re-up before the 31st. It's, it's happening. It's, it's a lot. But if I do it right now on this phone call. Does that help you? Does that help you in your office? Are you? Is there some kind of inner office competition that you can win if you get the signups through your phone calls and whatnot? She's like, I'm being honest with you, Bramps. Yes. There is. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah you can help me a lot by signing up right now. And I was like, hey, I'm happy to do it, but here's what you got to do for me. So I said, Roxy, I know you got the emails. You have the email addresses that I don't have. You know, like I would, I would send this request myself, but I can't send it. I don't know who to send it to. But I said, look, I'm the host of the Charlotte Soccer Show. It's the most popular, biggest, best, <laughs> uh, most uh, influential podcast in the Charlotte FC space. It's you independent. Know? Yeah, exactly. We're as independent as it gets. And I said, look, we're so, we're so independent that we don't have press passes. And I know, I know what's coming this weekend. Charlotte FC is playing a behind-closed-door scrimmage against STL, CSC, FC, United, FC. Like, Two, <laughs> you know, we're playing against those guys in a friendly. The boys will be in action on Saturday. I want to go. I was like, Roxy, hook me up. I said, Roxy, you hook me up with a ticket on Saturday behind the closed door scrimmage, and I will re up with you right now. And she's, what she, what do you think she said? She said, No chance. I can't make that happen. <laughs> Bingo. She said, Brams, I love you, but I, 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 I can't do it. And I said, Roxy, send the email. I said, I know you have my email address from my uh, sign-up associate with the club. I need you to email someone in the press department and say the Charlotte Soccer Show is looking for a uh, clearance to get to the scrimmage. Here's the email address. Send it to, you know, Danny Bram's email. It's in our system. And, she, you know, what? she said, oh, yeah, of course. I'll do that for you. No problem. I'm, I'm happy to help. 
But do you think she actually sent that email Roxy. after I signed up? <laughs> Roxy! <laughs> so, yes, the long story short, I re-upped for next year. I'll be back in the supporter section. I made my payment. You, you, you know what I got to say, Danny Rams? She did have that red light on. <laughs> she said she tried. She said she tried. We'll see if we're at the scrimmage on Saturday. I'm not sure if it's going to happen, but we tried. I won't be there. You could be there. I'm, I'm, I'm going to Philadelphia uh, Thursday, this week until Sunday. If you went to the match on Saturday and, I, and I couldn't be there, shit would I be pissed off about it. Legend status. It's, all, it's on Roxy now at this point, for sure. So let's celebrate to that, Danny Rams. Let's cheers to you being back in the supporter section in 2023. What the fucking crown. Let's, let's cheers to that and let's celebrate some next steps for this club because that's what's starting to happen. You're starting to see things now where Charlotte FC is a is a real franchise. It's a real organization. We have a, it, co- a coach that's not an interim. It's not an <laughs> inaugural season anymore. Mm-hmm. It's step number two. And before we get back on, on track there, talking about this club, answering TIFO's questions, there was a, a huge uh, story this week, which... I believe was broken by the athletic. Sam Stachel and Pablo Morar. I'm I'm fairly certain that they had the news about MLS. They were the first place I saw it. And the potential playoff expansion. So you can find it on theathletic.com. You can find all the details there. But what I'll do, and by the way, I'm not shilling for the athletic. I'm just telling you, that's where you can find the, the details. And I'll give you a. Expansion for dummies. A little guide here, and it's that there's 13 matches in MLS postseason right now. And this new format proposes, which which has been reportedly been received well by owners around the league, it would more than double those matches to 30. Is this good or bad for the league, Danny Brams? This is the rare, to me... This is the rare, all good, no bad, don't see the downside, more soccer is But there's a, lot, there's a lot of people that disagree with you about that. <laughs> well, they are looking at it wrong. I'm not going to question their intelligence, but I will say they're, the certain point of view that they're choosing to take is wrong because I, I heard, I've seen takes that say, oh, this would dilute the regular season. No, it wouldn't. It would add one extra team per conference into the playoffs every year. That does not dilute the regular season. Then the... The craziest take I saw, and I, I had a conversation all, along these lines on Twitter this afternoon. I will say, and you know, I'll just address. I'll, I'll put my excla- my final stamp on the conversation here on the on the show. Is just like, hey, the the conversation was, well, if you make it like this, if you make it like this proposal, which would be group stage games. So teams qualify the playoffs and they go to groups, kind of like a World Cup or a UEFA or a CONCACAF Champions League where you are in. A, you do a group stage, play three games against a group before you go to the full knockout. Four groups of four. Yeah. So, and the argument was, well, that would just mean the best teams would always win and they would have an extra advantage and there wouldn't be as many underdog stories, which are more exciting. And I'm like, I agree with you, underdog stories are exciting, but you got to earn your way in. And I don't see anything wrong with, like, making it more likely that the best teams win. <laughs> the best team should win. I mean, well, what are we fucking doing here? The best teams, it's hard, it's easier for the best teams to win is a negative? Give me a fucking break. Well, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, but it, isn't the one and two seed in both conference finals? Yes. Yeah. The, the best teams are already winning. Exactly. So it's not even a change from what we've already got. Exactly. It's just more soccer. Which, how can you be against that? So, uh, to me, the reason why I love the idea is because what would happen would be a 10-day stretch right. of MLS playoffs. Right. There's MLS, a match a day. There's like, or even maybe even two matches on some days. There's like, it's like, you talk about building the narrative. You talk about getting embedded in the consciousness. You talk about replacing NHL as the fourth major sport in America and and making inroads against MLB which is in decline like 
Yeah, like MLS getting into the national conversation on a nightly basis is bad. Is a badass idea. There's nothing wrong with that. And, and at this time of the year, in the middle yeah. of October, right. when, when everybody's competing against one right. another, when when it's the beginning of the NBA NHL seasons and it's four days off before the World Series start, MLS could be like owning the the coverage right now. There, there are there's yeah. two. Here's the thing, right? Crazy. And, and I want to be, be against that. Okay, so hear me out here. I've been thinking about this a lot, Danny Brands. When it comes to MLS, it's regular season and it's MLS Cup playoffs, right? And then how the U.S. Open Cup fits into this. Always the cup. And how this new cup fits into this. Liga MX and and MLS. The League's Cup. The League's Cup. It will be expanded this year. Charlotte FC will be in it. We're playing in another competition. This is exciting. This is what we want, right? So, but just specifically about MLS Cup, right? MLS Cup is, is not playoffs right mls cup is just a knockout tournament right after the season is over with the best clubs in the league you can view those things as two separate entities right if this is epl if this is Serie A, if this is the bundesliga lafc is the champions they had the best record across the course of the season they demonstrated that they were the best team and they win the supporter shield and that's a prestigious prize but the mls cup is something completely different. It doesn't need to be connected to the regular season. The only reason why it's connected to the regular season is because qualification matters. Mm-hmm. So don't look at this as some playoff system. Right. It's just an extra cup competition right. that you qualify for. And it's not like we already have, a, like, if you're new to MLS, maybe you don't realize this, but like the culture of, of, of ve- uh, venerating the supporter shield is already well established. There's plenty of clubs that have won the supporter shield and didn't win MLS Cup. They were like, Oh yeah, the supporter shield is worth that. We talked about it on the last episode. It was one of our TIFOs questions. Like, like the supporter shield is what it is, and that's great. And it's it's different prize. Just it's it's not exactly a, it's a one, it's not a one to one parallel. But like, you win the Premier League, you win the FA Cup. You know, there's different competitions. And I'm not saying that one of ours is exactly like one of theirs, but it's just different competitions. Exactly. So. If you're the seventh or eighth best team in your conference and that qualifies you for the MLS Cup tournament, well, shit, go for it. Right. Be happy about making it. Because you know who didn't make it? Everybody else in the conference. Yeah, exactly. And they don't have an opportunity right. to play for it. Right. Just like Charlotte FC didn't have an opportunity to play for it this year. Right. And if I and, – and listen, I want to be very, very, very clear about this. If Charlotte FC did sneak in as the seventh seed this year, if that happened and they played one match and lost 2-0, it would have felt like months building up to 90 minutes and then nothing. To me, it still would have been worth it. In the group stage situation, you guarantee yourself three matches. Right. That's a great point. That's a great point. You yeah, work exactly. so hard to, to make yeah. this tournament. You sneak in there in the last seed, and you give yourself a chance to lose one and, and maybe come back and win two and, and see what happens. If you need a, any argument in favor of the group stage competition, you don't need to wait till the World Cup's coming up. Just look at the Champions League today that we enjoyed so much. Like the the Marseille-Frankfurt and the Tottenham-Lisbon, uh, uh, Sporting Lisbon Celtic. matches – were absolutely uh, were absolutely sporting. sporting. They were absolutely insane because, like, the way those matches changed was affecting the group standings. And it top, was at one point Tottenham was leading the standings, and then they fell down to third. And like, group stage play is ex- intensely exciting. And like, when you have those matches going up one against the other, and like seeing how the table can change within the group and the live standings. It's absolutely insane. That's the kind of soccer we want to bring to the American game. Uh, the way that I'm going to make my f- final point in this conversation, Danny Brams, is, is just talk about, I think, one key word that sounds like maybe a corporate buzzword or a Silicon Valley strategy. Hit me, tech bro. Innovation. Innovation matters. And you have to take a look in the mirror and you have to ask yourself, is our product good enough? And if the answer is, well, it could be better, then what, right. you, what do you have to do? You have to innovate. And this is, I think, when I think about the soccer Don, when I think about the commissioner, you've got a lot of people that are saying, oh, it's money. It's all about cash. It's like, do you realize? Well, first of all, do you realize what country you live in? Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Everything is about the dollar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, let's start yeah. there. So don't be yeah. critical of somebody for thinking that well, way. And secondly, does this make the league innovate from 
a style of postseason tournament that doesn't even register during this right. time of the year. You've, you've, it reminds me of, game, of a couple of random games on a Thursday, a, a random game on a Saturday in the middle a, of, of college football's a, prime time. A game at yeah. 1 p.m. on Sunday. Right, exactly. during, it's like, yeah. no. No, yeah. You need those Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday games. Right. And, and then, that, that NYFC, FC, uh, <laughs> FC, 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 Montreal <laughs> game, Club de Foot, was an amazing game. But it's literally kicking off. Ten minutes after the NFL already started, and who's going to watch that? I watched it, but I don't expect many. Did. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't exactly. watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I work every Sunday. Yeah. For what it's worth, I produce a college football podcast every Sunday at twelve thirty. So, like, I do that for That's a couple a hours, time, yeah. and then and then I turn on the NFL. I wouldn't even think about watching MLS. Soccer. But like by being night after night after night, it's a building storyline. It's a building momentum, and that, that I love the idea. I hope the I hope the expand I. I almost see almost no flaws from the post and, expansion. And think about what Apple could do with that yeah, from a course. content point yeah. of view. Weekly yeah. recap, weekly re, uh, nightly recap, recap shows. And and the other thing is, you mentioned the soccer Don. We're hoping to get the soccer Don on the show very soon. He's going to be a guest <laughs> very very quickly at this point. But I will say that changing the playoff format is in MLS DNA. Since the league launched in 1996, this is like the fifth, seventh, eighth, ninth different playoff format that they've had. And so it's not like we're like vilifying or crossing up some tradition that's been in place for years and years and years. The tradition of MLS playoffs is to change the format all the time. So this just makes sense to evolve it and grow it and make it better. So you, re- you told me to remind you about something that you said in the first 15 minutes of the show. I've got bad news. I don't remember what that is. Right. Sometimes teasing stuff that we don't eventually address is actually a feature of the show. I agree. So, yeah, yeah. That, that, I've noticed yeah. that that has happened <laughs> yeah, yeah. on the last two or three <laughs> yeah. episodes. But we did tease listener questions. We are going to answer those next. All right, we're back. It's my, of course, favorite segment of the show. It's it's rapid fire listener questions for Danny Brams on this episode of the podcast. Just want to thank Devil's Logic for having us tonight. Great place to be in Thanks, Elizabeth. Mike. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Steve. Thanks to Faith. You know, I will say that if we were to ink a deal with a local brewery, the first GM that I would call would be at Devil's Logic. And the reason why Danny Rams is because they are already infiltrated into the soccer community here in Charlotte. Right. What they do for the independents, I want to be honest about this, right? Please. Is, is that, like, when you see Devil's Logic sponsoring the independents' corner kicks, when you see their banners at the stadium, for a little club like the independents, that shit goes a long way. They need that money bad. And by the way, Devil's Logic doesn't have to spend with them, and they do. Right. They self-relegated. I mean, independents are, are fighting for their survival. Ever. <laughs> I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that Charlotte is such a soccer city, they probably wouldn't still be around. And and there's something to be said about local grassroots. Right. Hip, hip, or hey, because for the people you, who know. Because guess what we get when we go into the supporter section? You know what we get shoved down our throat? Big beer. Michelob Ultra. Is there any local right. beer sponsors at the Keep? They they sell the Crusher at the Keep. Thank God, that's all I drink. But what else do they sell at the Keep? That's local. That's it. They no have else. they have the coolers of the canned beers. They sell it, but they, I've but seen, do they do? They have the Wicked Weed Pernicious by on cans as well. But do they do partnerships with local breweries? Not that I know of, and I would love to learn more. If, I would if too. We're wrong on that. Educate us, please. please yeah, yes, that, sure. that's a great question. We want to know. What, what is Charlotte FC it's doing? It's an emergency. Let's <laughs> be honest. It's an emergency interview. What is Charlotte FC doing with local breweries? And how could they be doing more? Could they do more? Let's talk to Woody about that at some point. It's, it's, it's a perfect way to do it. All right. So the questions are as follows. These are going to be rapid fire. What I love to I'm, do is I don't, you know, Danny Bram sees the questions beforehand. I've thought about them, but I don't have pre-planned answers. Yes, I, I've meditated on these you know, and you don't know yeah, you don't yeah. know which question is coming first. Of course, either. So me, I'm going to try to go as rapid fire as possible because I know we're running a little late on this episode. It's not as long as you think. Thank fuck. 
Michael Volak. The legend. Tweets in, he says, sadly, quote, because it's rad, we are losing the mint kit next season. I picked this first, Danny Bramps, because mm-hmm. you're rocking it right now. Of course. I I would say at least probably 60% of the time we do episodes, I'm wearing the mint kit. What would you more. What would you like to see in the upcoming secondary kit, community kit? As much as I love our reputation as the Queen City, as much as I think of Bank of America Stadium as a castle that we defend in the supporter section, especially as the keep, and as much as I play into the whole for the crown, the royal imagery, I'd like to see a little bit of a nod to the revolutionary side of Charlotte. Because as much as we support the crown, we're also the place that originally overthrew the crown. <laughs> you know you know what I'm saying? And like, Charlotte's a hornet's nest of rebel activity as described by British generals 300 years ago. And I've just, I just got a great idea. Hit me. Why not the hornet's nest uniforms? Yeah. What, like what, what? What's that? What's what? What am I going for here? It's like the I would call it this like the honeycomb. I, I would call it the stinger. I would call it the stinger uniform, and I would have some type of sting. I would have some type of like severe lines, like a like a, a thin point down the sleeve line, and just something that like stings. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Just like gets yes. after it. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, we, our relationship with the Panthers is strong. It's okay to have relationships with other organizations in town it's okay and i think there's something out there for this club with the hornets especially when you're the best organization in town and you're the one holding it down and the other organizations are a mess and you're the only ones getting shit done so let's do something let's lead the way let's 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 use the phrase hornets nests of rebellion which by the yes. way was a tifo yeah yeah it was. this year one of the best tifos of the season for sure so let's use that let's, as inspiration yeah that's my answer to volak's question for sure it's a great question Bridget McCall, she tweets in, now that we have finally signed Laddie, what do you think is the the next big move that the team makes towards the roster for next year? Love the question. Love Bridget McCall, at NC Tiger Girl. I love that she called, she and a few of our other TIFOs have developed the nickname Laddie, whereas you and I, I call them Lats. Uh, I get the Z in there in the nickname, so we'll see which one emerges. Uh, I like CL. But he does need a nickname. Yeah. I go with Lats. Bridget goes with Laddie. To answer her question, it's not bad, obviously. Uh, the next big move. The next big move. Wow. Here's what I think is the next big move. We've all heard the rumors about Copetti coming from Argentina, the Rossing Club striker who, made, you know, he followed us on Instagram. You know, that, that if that's not smoke, who knows if there's fire. I'm going to say that whether it's Copetti or not, we're going to bring in a striker who is at a DP level who can challenge Carroll. Because as much as I love Carroll, as much as you and I both probably agree that Carroll is the most skilled and best player on this team and the most important player on the team, let's push him a little bit. If, if, if Latanzio's mission is to increase the competition and intensity in the trainings and push the squad to its highest level, then let, that starts at the top. Let's push the very best player we have and let's bring in another striker to make Carroll work that much harder. My answer to this question would be the biggest move is about Christian Fuchs. Christian Fuchs' decision to accept the offer that's been extended, which, by the way, was part of the news, the news today, is that Zoran he's got Kuna- an offer. He, he was <laughs> He's got a docu-sign of his own very, at this point. It yeah. was very clear that Fuchs' email, fuchs at gmail.com, it received the docu-sign, <laughs> and he still hasn't electronically signed his initials. I wonder how much of a pay cut they're asking him to take. I would argue that they're asking him to make like 150K. Yeah. Feels right. And free and full freedom to develop your academy that you got going to New York. We won't mess with you on that. We understand you got other interests in the world of football that are developing. You're part of this team, but we, we get that you have other things going on. And it, it, if both sides are cool with that at a low pay and a full freedom to do what you want, I think that's a dream situation. It's a good idea unless he's out there and his agent is out there trying to get another deal with another club. So yeah, I think that, that, that three things could happen here with Christian yeah. Fuchs, and I think this is the next shoe to drop. Number one, he re-signs with Charlotte FC, and he extends his career by another season. 
Number two, he signs on with another MLS club, which will be heartbreaking for this fan base, considering what he was to this organization. If someone offers him, if someone offers him 300k to play for them next season, Danny Brams, you got to take it. I'd be shocked. I would be shocked. I would think he's more likely to go back to play in the Austrian league than for another MLS club, but we'll see. Number three. Although New York City FC does need some center backs. <laughs> Number three would be Fuxi saying, I retire and I want to be a member of this staff somehow. Right. Get me on the Assist- so- Assistant coach under CL for one year and then look to be a head coach somewhere next year. It makes a perfect ton of sense. I don't expect him to just retire and walk away because he strikes me as someone that wants to. <laughs> I know what needs to happen. He needs to go. He needs to do a year under Latanzio as an assistant, and then he needs, he needs to go coach Wrexham. <laughs> and and him and Ryan Reynolds can just get it mistaken for each other all across the sidelines and the owners' box and all that. You know, Rex, Wrexham is dying for Fuchs to get involved at this point. We've seen the memes. We've seen the tweets about, oh, I'm this guy, I'm that guy. So I, I would love that. To me, those are the three options. I don't think that he's just going to straight up retire. I don't. Um, which was which was insane. Um, I didn't know this about Lloyd Sam, and I learned it today on the interview with Felipe on Copa with Felipe Cardenas. Lloyd, like, played for him at Charlton Athletic. He played for Latanzio? No, for Phil Parkinson. Oh. The, the okay. manager of Wrexham. Really? It's just like a, it's just really? what a small okay. world, wow, dude. Yeah. It's yeah. just a crazy small world. We need Lloyd on the show at this point. Yeah. Lloyd, either Lloyd or Don Garber. Who who will join us first? That's the challenge. Shout out to Lloyd. I talked to him recently. Um, asked him to, to join Felipe. I thought the interview interview was fantastic. It's my second plug for that. Make sure you go and and listen to that and enjoy. Links that. on our Twitter. Yep, it is. It's certainly there. Okay. Next question comes from. The man, the myth, the legend, JPP, James Paul Perez. What are your thoughts on the MLS versus Liga MX tournament next season? I mean, all positives. Can't wait. I, 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 I don't follow Liga MX quite as close as I used to three or four years ago. I used to play, like, hardcore Liga MX uh, DraftKings fantasy back in the day, and I would, I would watch a lot of Liga MX matches, even though I don't speak Spanish. I, I can understand a little bit from hearing it, just from all those matches I watched, but I don't speak it too well. But I've kind of fallen off in the last two or three years. I don't watch quite as many Liga MX matches, but I still do follow what's happening. I know who's good. I know that us playing against them can only be good things. I know that a match, a home match against a Liga MX team would speak very well. It would be, be highly attended by the local population. I think that's that's not any secret that Charlotte FC has become so successful by reaching out to the local Latino population. And, and I you know, hopefully... Um, Unless it was one of the real popular clubs like America or something like that or Tigres, like hopefully locals would be cheering for Charlotte FC. Who knows? But we'll see. Uh, it's all good things, JPP, for sure. I can't wait for that competition. And you know what? It's just one more trophy for us to go win. Let's go win it, baby. That's exactly right. A, a way to go after some new hardware. And, and guess what, JPP? That means we're guaranteed an extra game yeah. with, our, with our season We've, tickets next yeah, year. Yeah. <laughs> the extra, the mythical extra game. In 2037, we will still be talking about the extra game ticket from 2022 that may or may not have happened for sure. Brandon Davis, uh, he writes in, thanks for the question, Brandon. Thoughts on MLS Apple streaming deal? And does it stump MLS fan growth, CLT FC fan growth, putting local matches behind a paywall? Technically two questions. But really just one, so give me this one. And I did, yeah. Brandon, because I think it's a good question. I mean, first off, the, of all the things that could have become memes on the show, the idea of us hating two-part questions being, like, one of the most recognizable things is pretty funny. Yeah. To answer the question, I love it. I think the paywall only – if you're a season ticket holder, you, you bypass the paywall. If you, if you have season tickets, like I re-upped to, earlier today – you, you're you in. You've you're got the deal. In. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The other thing is Apple TV is only like I think it's nine bucks a month, so it's like, I, I you know everyone's got their own financial situation, but I think you can hopefully afford nine bucks. If you can't, 
do the nine bucks a month for Apple TV to watch Charlotte FC. Probably got bigger problems. Or, or we could just start like a GoFundMe, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. the supporters exactly. groups did yeah, from, yeah. for Chico. Maybe you don't want and to. And just yeah. everybody in yeah, everybody yeah. in Charlotte can get yeah. it. I understand if you don't want to. If you can't, if you literally cannot do it, reach out to me. I'll try to help. So I'm not. It's not a judgmental thing, but, but like, yeah, like if you want to watch Charlotte FC and you don't have season tickets, but you can probably do nine, ten bucks a month. I think. I'm a little bit concerned about the the paywall. I do like the fact that the matches were broadcast on over the air digital antenna on channel 64. Like, I thought that that was for me a really easy way to watch the match but here's my issue right i think what's more important than anything in this deal when it comes to local coverage is is that local replays won't be blacked out which is true and you can watch these games on demand so if you can't catch them you can go back into it you can rewatch the match you can see all other mls matches as well not only will you become an ml a a charlotte fc fan you'll become a better mls fan and in turn a better Charlotte FC fan. It's a good question. Uh, Mike Umberger uh, tweeting in. Uh, it was it was awesome, by the way, to spend that that final match of the season right behind Mike Umberger. I know we found Umby. Who like, would have thought? You know, in, yeah. in the supporter Legendary, section, because yeah. at halftime we were we we, we 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 overstayed our welcome at halftime, and and we we kind of got back into the supporter section in, in that game against Columbus and realized that ah shit, yeah. we lost our seats. We got to go yeah we up were a little further. further back. Yeah, and, and there was Mike, uh, and he asked us the question. Which, if any, of the independents' loanees should Charlotte FC resign? McNeil, Hagar, Santos, Zendejas. All of them. Maybe not Zendejas. Zende- I mean, we're so deep in goalkeeper. It, with, it's it's hard yeah. to it's, it's hard, hard to justify bringing Zendejas in, and, and he is an M- he's a keeper with MLS experience. He played for Minnesota, and he's he's played in real matches before. He we brought him in and sent him to the independents. I I think. At this point, his level is probably the independence. It is what it is. I mean, but I hope he does great things for them next year because he had a great season this year. As far as Koa, Quinn, and Chris, bring them all in to, to Charlotte FC camp. I, and we we don't know exactly how it will play out with the whole MLS Next Pro next season as far as us having more of a, a sort of a youth development team that we will be playing matches. And I expect Hag- that's where I would expect Hagar to get most of his minutes next year is with the Charlotte FC MLS Next Pro 2 squad instead of the independents. But I, I, I'll tell you what, like, watch it. What I saw from Chris Hagar on the independence matches that I watched this summer, this year was, like, this is a guy who's, like, learning how to be the best player on the pitch. And it's going to take even more development for him to be the best player on an MLS pitch, obviously. But, like, what he learned this season was how to be comfortable, like, bossing a game. And just, like taking over and so Love to hear if that. he can level up his mentality is already there and so I think Chris Hagar is like one to watch for the future for sure I, I don't see a question from from level up Luke tonight and the only thing I'll say to that is level up bro get, I know get a question in on the he, show he's got one question which is when the hell are we coming to South Carolina soon I promise Russell I promise. Bowman uh, he tweets in Russell says who wins a Royal Rumble right now featuring the entire Charlotte FC roster? I got three contenders. Easy. This okay. is a rapid fire for me. Okay. The bouncer does the dirty work. The bouncer gets the most people out. The bouncer, Daniel Rios, sends the most people over the rope to get out, but he doesn't win it. The finale comes down to Derek Jones versus Guzman Carujo, and it all depends on the level of health of Guzman's knee. If Guzman's healthy, he can get Jones out. If Guzman's knee is a weak point, I think Derek knows how to destroy that, get him out of there, and win this Royal Rumble. He's 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 an easy favorite for sure. There's nothing that I could add to that. I was thinking about Danny Rios as my my potential winner, but the way that you laid that out, shit, man, you might have to work with WWE. That, that's a good script. That's a great script. I got hey, call me. Andy uh, tweets in Queen Footballista on Twitter. She says, uh, Danny Brams loved your case for Mackenzie Gaines becoming one of the best in the league. She thinks that uh, he has potential as well. Do you think if he keeps getting better every year, we could see him on the United States men's national team in the World Cup 2026? It's a bold question that might require a bold answer. Lock. If he's in the, if he's in the top five of assists plus goals in MLS over the next three years, 
He's a lock for the 2026 U.S. International Team roster. We talked about his age on the podcast. He's 24. We talked about his future being bright. Yes, this young group of players in the United States men's national team camp that are headed to Qatar likely are way ahead of Mackenzie Gaines. But remember, Mackenzie Gaines came up in the USA system. He plays with Christian Pulisic. He played with Gio Reyna. He's somebody that is not unfamiliar with that. Can he be on the roster? Listen, I think it's a real long shot for 2026. And the reason why is because he's not a undroppable. He has to be undroppable on Charlotte FC to to even see I think he that roster. Be. He'll become undroppable next year. Love to hear it. Love, love to hear it. Uh, Len uh, Kornakia Lenny, tweets in. Lenny! <laughs> if we could strengthen one position with a top-shelf DP signing, what should it be? Striker? That's what you said? Yeah, I'll go with the same answer I gave Bridget, which is striker. Yep. Just wanted to get uh, give Len a shout-out as well. Uh, Daniel Torres asked about what age should our next DP be? Uh, 20 under, mid-20, or late 20 or over? I don't I don't want somebody coming in that's 30-plus. I say 23 with a birthday in November because that's when my birthday is, so it's the best month. Orange Fly, with the signing of Latanzia, will we see guys like Alcivar and Bender get moved to the USL or other teams so they can get playing time and develop? We seemed happy to the end of the year losing with them on the bench. Um, we seemed happy to end the year losing with them <laughs> on the bench. I, I promise I, mean, I can read. I mean, we did win against Philadelphia in the final week of the season, who's probably going to win MLS Cup. So, I mean, you know, Bob's my guy. Orange Fly is actually uh, is an alias for a guy named Bob that is actually a pretty good online friend of mine. We have never had the chance to meet in person, but we talk a lot online over. Uh, Looks like he has Bender's uh, like so yeah. rare card. Yes, he's a Bender so he has he has the number one of the number one mints, like the earliest mints of Bender at different scarcities. Bob Bob's a so rare legend, and he's a Charlotte FC fan that lives. So this uh, even more legendary status for Bob is that he's a, a New York. He lives in upstate New York, and he was just kind of came to MLS and was like, I want to become an MLS fan. I love soccer, but I've never really bought into MLS. Who can I become a fan of? And he's like, you know what? I'm going to be a fan of Charlotte FC. And so he he's a New Yorker who just chose to support Charlotte FC, which I love. So great guy, great fantasy sports player, just awesome, awesome dude. He loves Bender. You can tell from the avatar he loves Bender. He mentions Alcivar in here, but that's really just like a, a misdirection because he really only cares about Bender, I promise you. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, the, I, the reason why I think this is probably one of the best questions of the night is because we talked about David Tepper, Zoran Cronetta, and this front office being willing to bring some new acquisitions into this squad and creating competition. And I think that two players who are currently competing for their spot it's Ben Bender and it's it's Alcivar yeah like these two guys and the next four months of their time here in Charlotte are more important than any agreed. time that they've spent here thus far agreed and put McNeil in that group as well because this is a guy who was starting for a minute and then well, ultimately got replaced in the starting lineup because it just wasn't that was out of necessity level. that was out of necessity but what I will say is like we don't know what will happen. I won't rule out. If, if I'm wrong on this, it wouldn't surprise me just because, like, young guys, you never know what will, what will happen. But for me, next year, I see Bender and Alcivar and McNeil all getting the majority of their minutes with Charlotte FC 2 in the next Pro League. I think that that is their spot to really learn how to do what Chris Hagar did this year, as I mentioned earlier, which is learn how to dominate. Learn how, like, Ben Bender had some good assists. He had some corner kick assists. He had goals. He kicked a corner flag. We love Bender, and it's not that he's not capable of playing in MLS, but, like, for us to be the best version of ourselves right now, we need guys that are better than Ben on the pitch. And so it's time for Ben to, like, develop a little bit at, at, at MLS, too. And I know we got one. We did get, like, Bob's question inspired some some uh, conversation. They probably have the most replies to any question we had on it our It was a great question. Afternoon. And someone said next pro level is lower than Maryland where, where Ben went to college. I don't agree with that. I think next pro is actually going to be pretty nice and competitive. I think it's going to be a place like jury's out for me on next pro. We'll see. 
And the reason why is because as an independence fan, an independence supporter, right? I, 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 fuck, fuck MLS next. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's I, you know it reminds me of the G League in the NBA. But would you send Bender down to play with the independents? I'd rather him play with the independents. Yes. Yeah. All right. That's fair. Because MLS know, next is I, you I know, know why Umberger and Trey are gonna love that answer. Well, and the reason, listen, I'm not just saying it because I want to suck up to some of our our great listeners and great friends. <laughs> No, that's the last thing. And and I never do that on the show. I I wear my heart on my sleeve, and sometimes I do that too much, not just on the show, but off the show. And when I think about the Charlotte Independence, I think about, like, a really cool atmosphere, a good league, playing against solid competition. Oh, no, go back. You know what, Ben Bender? You're going to go down to the Matthews Sportsplex, and you're going to play games for MLS next there. It's like you might as well send somebody into, like, a, a penal colony. Yeah. You might as well be playing at the indoor spot on, on South Boulevard by Tavola Drive, for sure. Yeah, 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 for sure, yeah. Like, be up here and play, uh, yeah. you know, play in this, this Memorial stadium. stadium is a beautiful place to play football, for sure, no doubt. Charlotte Soccer Show, John Hayes, Danny Brams. It's, it's been a fun episode. Uh, thanks again uh, to everybody here in Elizabeth for always taking care of us. Uh, the, the, the soul of, of soccer in Charlotte, Danny Brams. Um, paid tribute to that earlier this afternoon. Hooligans for life, baby. Great place to be. The bartenders take care of you there. Such good care of me, man. It was, it was actually a new bartender that I haven't met before, and I didn't catch his name, unfortunately, but what he did was smart. So in-house audio at the start of the day, at the start of the Champions League, was Tottenham because there was a lot of Tottenham fans in the house. And then, A, first smart move, halftime, he turned off all the audio to the games with all game broadcast with commercials and stuff like that he played some nice hip-hop music that was like upbeat up tempo got everyone kind of like it kept the vibe going so yeah we heard some music during halftime smart move and then second half he actually a lot of tottenham fans left because they were down one nil at well, halftime. first yeah. half was bad yeah so he switched over to the liverpool audio and because that was still nil nil with ajax liverpool scored a bunch of goals early second half he switches back to the tottenham audio in a in a late close match one one match so I appreciate any bar that's like working the audio. Don't just sit and forget. Like, think about what people in your bar are watching and listening and want to listen to, and like, adjust the audio necessarily throughout the course of the day. You'll win Amen. a ton of points with me. Yeah, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. And I know there's a lot of people out there listening to the show right now that feel the exact same way. Expect nothing less of hooligans, the soul of soccer in the city. Charlotte Soccer Show. It's, it's been a fantastic episode. It's been a, a, a monumental day. I think if Charlotte FC goes on to have success with new boss, full-time boss, Christian Latanzio. I'll look back at, at today as a monumental moment in this club's history. And that's what we celebrated today on the podcast. Hope everybody has a great weekend. We're going to be back next week with another episode of the Charlotte Soccer Show. We're going to start doing some interview content as well. We're going to tell you about our World Cup pool. It's going to be amazing. We're very close to the launch. I've been preparing the spreadsheet basically as a if you want to get involved, let me know through a direct message or just tweet at us. Like, basically, the, the, the ultimate premise is you pick one player from every team that's playing in the World Cup, and there's some positional eligibility rules that mess around with that, but I keep the scores. There's a chance to win a little bit of money back every day. There's a big prize at the end. It's a beautiful thing. Until next time, as always on the Charlotte Soccer Show, it's for the crown, baby.